The kids don't stand a chance. I said the kids don't. The kids don't stand. The kids don't stand a chance. Hey everybody, here we are. Shug Me the Mooney episode 78. Uh Shug, it is uh November 29th, 2021. Uh a Monday fresh start after a long uh Thanksgiving weekend. Uh how was your weekend? How was your Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, it's cool. Got back um to work in. I was very, very um happy that I didn't have to watch the Giants game yesterday, even though they won. Um, and this week it seems like every week and every day we're getting closer. We already got rid of Jason Garrett, which I knew that was gonna happen because if you look up like the Giants on um, points per game, it's probably laughable since he's been here because I could only count on like you know, probably one hand how many times they scored 20 points. And probably on even less than that, how many times they scored 30. So obviously he wasn't working out. And they tried something different. And then yesterday they only scored like 13 points. So it ain't like the offense is like booming now that he's gone. But they've said that Dave Gettleman is going to get fired. Uh, something I've been trying to, I was hoping would happen like for years now. Um, mm-hmm. He'll be fired at the end of the season. But it scares me because it seems like, Judge and Gettleman are going to have like an input on who his success is going to be. So it's going to, it's seemingly going to be even more dark years for the Giants. But I got on my Giants shirt because, um, you know, they're finally going to at least do something, if anything. But other than that, it's just been, you know, cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. Great to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, since the last time we talked, uh, I actually, I don't win. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon a week ago. Uh, more than that, uh, more than a week ago. Uh, a buddy of mine, it was like, he was like texting me this stuff. And I was just like, yes, and yeah, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, 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 I thought it was like a week in advance. And he was like, all right, so you're on your way to Survivor Series? Because <laughs> he bought me the ticket. I was like, oh, shit, that's tonight? So I went to Survivor Series. One, you know, I went to WrestleMania two, two times, I guess. And I went to Survivor Series in Brooklyn. And um, I was like, ah, oh, it became a whole thing. But I, I got down there. Um, and it was fun and stuff. And uh, I made the joke. Uh, I said, like, uh, oh, I'm ready. Um, you know, because, you know, we're Nick, diehard Knickerbockers. So I was like, hey, I'm going to wear the Knicks and the uh, the AEW hat as a joke. And um, it wasn't that funny because everyone was wearing Knicks and AEW stuff. And I was like, all right, whatever. And it was like half empty. It was like depressing and stuff. Um but it was a fun thing to do. And then, you know, a couple days, whatever, uh, I future endeavored myself. Uh, I decided to take a break from work. So we're doing the opposite. Uh, but it's a good thing. Sometimes you need to like, if it's not worth it, just take a break. You know, just take a break. You can always come back. You know, it's always like, you know, so I always, uh, I want to stress that to people who, who are listening. I know a lot of people who uh, DM me 
they're not as vocal as supporting us. I say, hey, share us, but they just DM me and it's all right, it's, it's good enough. But um, yeah, it's like, uh, just relax, you know, everything's all, everything's gonna be all right, everything, turn the page, you know, everything. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a, a good week besides that. Um, yeah, anything, you know, I mean, like everything I watched because I was like hanging out watching for the first time, like years watching uh, cable news, like all these new variants and stuff, the uh, COVID variants. I'm like, oh, here we go again. I feel like it's like, uh, and then I had like this thing where it was like, the, there was like one trial and then they had three trials going at the same time. And I'm like, man, it's, the cable news is going on, like, you know, so it's time to take a break, breathe, mm, you know, whatever, just relax and um, just take a break. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, probably the third time, at least in the last few, uh, in the last couple of months, Dave Chappelle. We both appreciate Dave Chappelle. Um, we talked about the closer, his Netflix special. Um, but if you remember, when uh, COVID started, he was one of the earliest uh, entertainers to do open area uh, venue specials. And uh, he filmed it as a documentary. They filmed it as a documentary called The Untitled. And during his time of promoting it, he went back to his high school and there's a lot of drama to that. So that's that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. So everybody knows the controversy. Obviously, we did two um, different episodes where we discussed it. Um, we talked about the employees at Netflix walking out and in the interim between then and now, uh, I think last week it came out, uh, coincidentally, that the trans employee who remember um, people were saying, like, initially, like, she was suspended for speaking out um, against Dave Chappelle, but in actuality, she was suspended because she tried to attend a meeting that she wasn't supposed to. So she actually resigned and withdrew her complaint against Netflix, so you know take with that what you will but what we're gonna get into today is because it's, it's something um i've been thinking about uh, uh, i've been thinking about a lot recently because it's a lot of like hypocrisy um in and out of it that i want to highlight uh so it came out uh i forgot who reported it first i, I want to say it was like variety or um the LA Times or the Washington Post, one of them, like they were tweeting out like little um, snippets of the article where it discussed what was um, reportedly, you know, these reported exchanges with Dave and his um, and these students at his alma mater, which is Duke Ellington School of Arts, which is located uh, in Washington, D.C., um, where he came up and he graduated from. And I wasn't sure um, because of what I read, but whether or not like he came to the school because um, they announced that in on April 22nd of next year, they're going to rename the theater in the school after Dave. And in the statement, like the school acknowledged that he, um, you know, obviously people might have an issue with it, but they stand by it because, you know, he's you know, um, you know, probably their most famous, probably their most famous alumni. Um, and he's given back to the school plenty. 
he actually gave back to the school after um this 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 happening um but it it, it brings up like a great discussion because as we seen with like Bill Cosby you know he put put you know what what whatever you feel about Bill Cosby like he put in a lot of money into um Temple University and different like HBCUs and a lot of them had named buildings off of him or open schools you know um certain like designated schools in his name um and they've taken his name off of stuff which is their right which is you know you could do that but my thing is are they also returning the money he donated because isn't our money kind of like blood money now like how does that work do you keep the money um that he gained while he was you know doing all this allegedly doing all this bad stuff um, but now that it's come to light, you take the money, but you take his name off because now it's associated with him, but the money's associated to him too. So I'm kind of confused with, with how that works. So I was kind of glad to see that, you know, um, his school, you know, stood by the decision in naming the, um, the building out, out, off of him, but, you know, let's get into like the interaction between um, mm, him and the yeah. students. So one student said, um, I'm 16 and I think you're childish. You handled it like a child and called him, and the, the student also called him a bigot. Yeah. And then another student said, Your comedy kills. And to which Dave replied, which is um, paraphrasing, Black people are killed every day. He obviously used the N word um, in, our, in our instance because you know how Dave talks. Mm hmm. And not cool, you know, that interaction right there, I thought was important because we've we talked about it, Um, you know, the one segment I did and then the segment when um, Mike came back and we discussed, we discussed it again, where it's like, I think his, the, the overall message he was trying to send in that special as it pertains to the LGBT community is that what I think he was trying to portray was that all of us struggle but obviously black people have been struggling in many aspects of society um one of which is basically living in america and it's not really been rectified i mean like you know the lgbt community has come a long way like you know you can legally marry now businesses can't discriminate against you um workplaces can't discriminate against you um you know, you fill out a job application now, they ask you what your preferred um, pronouns are. If, you know, when they ask your gender, like you could put, they, they have all the options, you know, male, female, non-binary, choose not to answer, all of that. So obviously you're visible in society now and you're getting things done. Like, think of it this way. There are only a handful of states. I think New York only just recently did it where a job can't discriminate you, discriminate against you for wearing your hair natural, wearing dreads, wearing mm. braids, or, you know, wearing an afro. Like, it's only a handful of states where it's, like, universally, you know, in within law that, like, an employer cannot discriminate you know, discriminate you in the hiring process and they can't discriminate against you in 
you know, while you're working there, if you choose to wear your hair natural. Um, so I think that's what he was highlighting because he said in a specific instance, he's like, we understand your struggle, but you should be careful in discussing it around black people. And then a lot, I, I said it in the, in the thing too, that like people keep saying, what about the black gays or the black trans? And, you know, they were speaking for them too, because he was saying at the end of the day, like you, you're still black and you still have to deal with the prejudices and, and just like the, the racism that, any black person faces, you know, and then compound out with the fact that you're trans and you're gay, you know, whereas the white people in those communities or other people of color might not face the same issues as dumb. And that's what he was like kind of pointing to. And that's why, you know, when that kid said your comedy kills, he responded by saying, you know, black people get killed every day. Like we're seeing it. Yeah. Uh, just going back to, cause the student was in the audience. Uh, it wasn't like, <clears throat> There was people that protested or like there was parents. Uh, well, let's just re- reiterate that it, this is an art school. Most people that go here, their t- trajectory is into the arts. Dave Chappelle uh, came from this school, 19 years old, 20 years old. He's on David Letterman. He's doing his art. He's doing his art. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, you know, let's remember that. This is 30 years ago. There was apparently like 500 plus or 500 to 550 uh, students who were in the audience. Mm-hmm. So they were there. So they're the ones asking the questions and everything. But other people were outside, like, you know, protesting it and saying like, you know, and, th- and with their parents, like saying like, oh, you shouldn't be here and stuff like that. Whatever happened to the arts of uh, discussion and dialogue? Um I, I go back to the 70s. I used to go, I used to watch YouTube videos when I was these kids age. When I was like 15, 16, I used to watch Gore Dahl and uh, Buckley, their, their whole like back and forth. Gore Dahl was like, you know, progressive, uh, eventually, you know, gay man. And William F. Buckley was a uh, conservative. And they would have a very polite conversation. They would sit next to each other and they'd be like, you know, smoking cigarettes and like talking about like all this stuff and stuff. But they wouldn't like say like, I don't want to talk to this man. Get him out of here. No, they would talk to each other and you would have these ideas and then you would like, but it's yeah. not happening anymore, you know. Which is, um, a, which is an interesting point. Going back to like the first um example I gave, where the person said, "I'm 60 and I think your child is. You handled it like a child. Like how childish, was he? Dude. How was he supposed to handle it? Like he he stayed quiet. He didn't say anything because, I, I oddly enough, as we seen with the baby, where it's like hmm. you could say something and then that thing it's like, oh, like I don't like how he said that. So then you got to prepare another statement. And it's also like, oh, why didn't you say that the first time? Then you got to put out like another statement. It's just like it goes on and on. He just stayed quiet. He gave people their space. He didn't like to me. I think what would have been childish is like when those people walked out. Right. Um, You know, the LGBT protesters and their allies when they walked out, you know, protesting in front of Netflix and all that. Right. If Dave was like, look at these stupid motherfuckers, like y'all, like you guys are idiots and stuff like that. He didn't do none of that. He was just like, okay, like you guys have your space to do your thing. I just want you to respect my space in saying what I have to say. Y'all are being heard. I want to be heard too. 
and I'm not going to discriminate your free speech. Please don't discriminate mine. Like, that's how we handle it. Is that not a mature way about going about it? That don't seem childish at all to me. I know that's the whole thing. Like with the whole thing, what I was saying was like the best of enemies. It's like there, it, there's no deep discourse anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it's either you're this or that, and if you're in the middle, you're even worse. Which is, you know, you, you have to pick a side. Uh, <clears throat> I had another thing to say, um, but during the, I just I forgot it. But um, yeah, oh, this is what I was saying. So when earlier this morning. Uh, I wanted to double, I was just double checking on like research for this topic. And I asked Shug and I go, is there video of it? So that's a big deal. Video versus transcript. You know, someone's article, I read someone's article. I can't tell Dave's tone, his cadence. He's a comedian. He's an artist. He he came from the same place that you, these people are coming from. He, they should, you know, appreciate like the same thing we talked about months ago when, when the closure came out when you actually watch it it's completely different than when you read the tra- read like someone's article about what he said it's the way he said it it's an art it's an art. it's a craft yeah and uh I, w- I would really appreciate i guess because it was like a high school you're not allowed to like uh videotape it or whatever um but yeah just i mean i know there, like there the are stuff was families. written the stuff was written and i guess like his spokesperson like confirm certain interactions or, or or stuff like that but you know when you talk about like where he came from and he's talking to these kids it's interesting like i know you remember remember there was like uh one of his specials where he talked about how like the first time i mind you this is like perhaps between first and second season Chappelle, where he like went back to his high school and he talked to his high school for the first time and the joke was he was like listen man each and every, like, I would tell you, each and every one of you will make it out of here, but you better learn how to rap or shoot a basketball or something because it's rough. And, you know, this is about, like, 2003, like, 2004, and he acknowledged how tough it is to come from where he's from and be as successful as he is. And the fact that between then and now, the more successful he's gotten, the more and more he's given back to that school to make it easier for kids in our school to reach you know, probably not the heights of a Dave Chappelle, but at least have the opportunity to. Mm. And I just feel like it, it, like something just makes me feel uncomfortable with the fact of him coming to the school and just, you know, being berated by some 16-year-old kids. I, I think I, it's like, you know, it, it, I don't want to cut you off, but like, you know, that whole, um, the whole um, the, uh, saying, uh, standing on the uh, soldiers of uh, giants? Yeah. It's basically them like stomping down on someone who's trying to lift you up. And you're like mm-hmm. knock, knocking them down, and it doesn't make any sense because you wouldn't be in that opportunity. It's someone who way prehistoric compared to what a lot of these kids. Again, this is a common theme. I don't know the Zoomers and stuff like that. The Z, whatever they're called. I don't know. Uh, like I think if I grew up and I had I had YouTube, I didn't have to go out and hang out with these people from different neighborhoods I, I grew up on and I learned a lot of stuff like that. That seems more special to me than just looking on YouTube and just like, Oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old school guy. Yeah, but, uh, and he's probably done so much like just being, you know, you could, you could easily be a celebrity and, or be a person of, of, of fame. Um, 
whether I be a president, basketball player, or, or I mean, athlete, entertainer, whatever, whatever, right? And just your persona and the fact that you came from that school probably improved our school's admission tremendously. Like my high school, I'm not gonna name it, but if you look up these people, you know the high school that he came from, that that I came from. Martin Scorsese, Regis Philman, our auditorium is named after Regis Philman. After, you know, I'm doing video, I'm doing entertainment now. They open an entertainment wing, media wing, in honor of Martin Scorsese after I graduated, unfortunately. But I was neither here nor there. Yeah, um, I, I have conservative uh, people in, in my high school, <laughs> people that I don't, I, I don't want to name. Yeah, you but, know. you know, in our instance, <laughs> like Martin Scorsese used his clout, you know, used his wealth and his name to give back to his school and that's the same thing like dave Chappelle is is trying to do here and okay. you know it, he didn't he don't he didn't stop at like my high school he did it for his his college nyu um in teaching and giving money and stuff like that um so it's a big responsibility and i think I, I didn't write it down but it had a situation where um you know dave's response to the kids was like I don't think any of you kids could make one of the decision, one of the many decisions I have to make throughout the day. And a lot of people sneered at that, right? And here's an interesting point that I'm going to bring up to you, Mike. A lot of people are saying, like, that was him being, like, entitled and being, like, a rich, like, famous per- person, like, thinking I'm down. And I'm just like, isn't that the same shit that the right uses and conservative use when they use, like, Oh, it's the coastal elites. All of these celebrities are talking and they don't care about the everyman. Da, 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 da. Like you're basically doing the same thing like Donald <laughs> Trump was doing. You're doing the same thing Trump supporters are doing. Like they're they're out of touch with us. And I'm like, Dave is of these people and he's giving back and he's at least giving them audience and at least, you know, having like a, a, a dialogue, like you say, where where I, I totally agree with you where it's basically like a lost art now. Like people don't discuss something or they don't want to hear anything. Like I watched the closer twice. I, I've mm-hmm. said it the first time I was very subjective. I was watching it as a fan of Dave Chappelle. And then the second time I had to watch it so we could do our segment again. And also taking into account the controversy that came from it. So I had to w- watch it with an open mind and both times, I still, like, a matter of fact, even the, the second time around, I was just like, I, I still don't see what, like, how is he declaring war or being, what, how is he verbally assaulting the LGBT community and mainly, like, the trans community? I'm, I'm still not getting it. I'm like, if anything, he's trying to, like, open up a dialogue. Like, he, he's, he's inviting a conversation. Exactly. I was saying open the dialogue. That's what I had in the beginning. Yeah, um, and, it, so, and they've been like thoroughly declining it since. It, it, it's it's stubbornness. It's it's I know more than you, um, and the parents are like, you know, f this. It's a go. All right, so I had uh, for a while uh, this year, I was looking for uh, you know some advice and stuff, and I was just like talking to people like uh, some therapeutic shit, um, and I, I stumbled upon someone. I met someone. He's uh, he was a guy who was, he grew up in the Hell's Kitchen. Uh, so he's like 30 years older than me. And he's like, I know you. I just, I was looking for advice, you know, like some mental health shit. And he was like, I, I know you're pattern man. Like he, I, you know, he was me 30 years ago or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and what am I going to say? You don't know me. 
he knew everything about me. Yeah, he he knew, you know, even though he grew up in like, you know, the Westies and shit. Like, the, the, all I'm saying is that like he he got me mm. open up to people who succeeded, open up to people who failed, and then tried to succeed after. People, I don't know how you'd be like so stubborn and people lived like you know years decades over you i know things are different with technology and stuff like that but all the, there's essential basic uh premise of community and everything in society and stuff and i i feel like the whole a lot of uh i don't know i'm on the side of dave it's just like yeah, like uh, I, don't I don't want to abuse kids. I'm not. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna curse at a kid and just like his home well, and see, asshole. Also, all this shit that that, that, yeah. that bothers me about it, and the fact that like a lot of people was like, they you know these kids are so courageous for standing up and voicing their opinions to Dave. Like they're so mature. Blah 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 blah. Like, is like Dave doesn't realize how smart these kids are. That's that. Then. Dave responds to them. Oh my God, he's yelling at these kids. Why is why is he verbally so like why why is he getting into arguments with kids? So I'm just confused. Are these kids mature enough to have valid opinions, but not mature enough to to have a discussion or dialogue with the person that they have an issue with, or That's to hear that person's side? Like, which one is it? Is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? That's the question I always have. Because you gotta <laughs> no, choose, you gotta choose one. You gotta choose one. Exactly. No, man, that's that that's perfect. I mean, it, absolutely. You like you got the helicopter parents over these people saying, Hey, I can shoot, I can shoot you right now with all these little and then if you come back at them, no, what are you doing? They're they're innocent, whatever. You know, it's like yeah, I was just on, like, man, so so what side is it? I'm like, you these kids are very smart and they they're saying very intelligent things and having are very, being very courageous and standing up um against him i guess but at the same time like he can't he can't defend himself and somebody tweeted out this thing where it's just like a, a tweet where he was like i guess like in in today's society is basically you do something that people don't like and you just have to sit down and take it you can't defend yourself you can't you know have some kind of room for um compromise or anything like that and then the other thing is people always just scream cancel culture this cancel culture that i don't think people are trying to like cancel dave like dave is just doing things he he intended to do anyways like he did his show he's gonna put out his he's gonna put out his documentary some way or how um also what didn't get reported in this thing was that afterwards he gave tickets to each student for a screening of the documentary um, and yeah. also provided 600 Thanksgiving meals to the students and staff. And, you know, we all just got out of Thanksgiving. You know how freaking expensive it is yeah. um, for Turkey and all the other Germans that come with Thanksgiving. And he, he gave that 600. Well, don't forget that the whole untitled documentary, I've you know, heard about this for a while. Do not forget, it was his, you know, hometown where he lives. He uh, employed all the bartenders and waitresses, waiters, uh, service industry people to work for the for for it. Like while they're out of work, people fucking. I don't want to curse. I apologize. I'm gonna go PG. 
I want to go PG on uh, Sugar and the Mooney. Uh, that's my goal. But people forget the first month and a half of COVID, re, uh, service industry people were the angels. They're so nice, whatever. That was like, give me my fucking man. You know, I, I already broke my rule. Yeah. But like, ah oh, man, but he did it. You know, in Ohio, in his old in his town. Um, but yeah, now it's you know they, they were in their igloos. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They were living the real world. And uh, now they're like, you know, words mean more than actions. Yeah. I grew up with actions mean more than words. But that's different now, I guess. That's talking points. <laughs> I sound like Bill O'Reilly or something. My yeah, cadence. And I guess, like, apparently, like, he found, like, I guess the thing about it is, like, there these were a small group of kids amongst like a full, like yeah. it wasn't like the six, five seventy. It's just yeah, it like, like, all right, yeah. they gave the kids they the mic, da, 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 da. Mm. like, mm. you know, I, I told, I'll I, I talk about how when, um, Brian, Brian Cashman, Cashman. Yeah, I remember, yeah, Brian came Cashman. to my school and like, you know, they gave me the mic and I was asking them like a bajillion questions. Believe you me, if I, if somebody gave me a mic to ask Brian, Brian Cashman some questions right now, it, it would not be as nice as it was when I was in high school. But I was neither here nor there. But it was that type of thing where it was like just certain individuals. And unfortunately, like the other kids who, you know, are supportive of Dave or feel like they were supporting Dave kind of been like antagonizing and bullying those kids. So Dave caught wind of this. And even though these him and these children like disagreed, he still defended them by saying, this is my family. And whether they know it or not, I love these kids. I don't want to hear about any threats to these kids. These kids don't deserve that. Hmm. Yeah, so was, was he childish then? But think about this. Like Dave Chappelle in 1987, 88, someone showed up at the school I think he would be up front and he would back to, he would say something, you know, and, yeah. and then people, people would say that he was being inappropriate and mm-hmm. be like, fuck you, you know, times have changed. But honestly, I don't know, like the way, like, I wouldn't think someone then would be doing the same asking people, asking them, you know, I don't know. You get I mean, what I'm saying though? Like, like he, he would be the one. Yeah, yeah, and and he even he said something. He's a prodigy. He, he even said something along those lines, you know. Um, afterwards, where he was just saying, you know, these kids, they're still young. Like they, they're very intelligent, but they still have room to grow, and they still have like a whole world, you know, to experience. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, sixteen-year-old me, um, sixteen-year-old me, uh probably wouldn't have the same ideas as like 31 year old me now you know as i just joked i'm like you know if you talk about if i i thought me talking to brian cashman back then i'm kind of like starstruck because i don't know nothing but then you know 31 year old me i'm like you know you guys are making like fucking like half a billion dollars in revenue every year why are you spending the same amount you were spending when i was in high school you know like people are like I, now i understand like when people are like you know i have bills and i have um you know i gotta get off work to to go up to yankee stadium and spend my money and i you know I, stuff i didn't understand as a kid but now i'm like 
you know, I look at the Yankees, you know, as a 60 year old, like, yeah, man, when I grow up, I'm gonna become a season ticket holder. I'm gonna go to all the Yankee games and I'm like, get all the jerseys and yeah. all of this shit. And then when you get older, you're like, I'm not spending money on these fucking people. <laughs> and, and, and me at 32, I made him the best ever cold brew. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Mr. Cashman, there you go, brother. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Cashman. But yeah, it's it, that, that was the main, the main like sticking point to me. It was just like the oh, these kids are so mature and so intelligent and so courageous for standing up against them. And then Dave's like, you know, like listen, dude, like y'all don't know the 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 life I live and the stuff I gotta yeah. put with, put up with oh. on a daily basis and. You know, having to to choose words and have backlash and stuff behind you, and then it's like, oh, Dave, he's 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 yelling at these kids and he's lecturing these kids, you know. Oh, I got something to say. Like um, the shit that like my old man told me for fifteen years. It's like it's the fucking truth. It was like you know, I always like, hey, fuck, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But like, I'm like, yeah, it's the truth. It's you know, yeah. It came to me. I'm like, yeah. But when you're a kid, even if you're a talented or, you know, whatever you want to use the word. Why? Like the whole point of going to a place like this is to push the envelope is art, isn't it? Isn't like, you know, like push, you know, just like. Are they, OK, I'm not a commie. OK, <laughs> I'm not a commie. But like, are they just trying to make art? for money for like corporations and stuff or are you trying to push the art where you're going to get banned and you're going to be like hey you can't have this in in my uh that's what i'm saying because like I, I you know i grew up in a very art you know some some places artistic um so like if you're edgy and if it's like people don't like it that's art you know no one liked the fucking like, mona lisa sh- no one liked that shit you know no one liked that you know what i mean it's like uh, you gotta be you can be conformist as an artist now, and that's scary to me because they're gonna use this as like just to sell it. Uh, I, again, I'm not a commie, but I'm just saying um, uh, I'm very wary of corporations and stuff. So, um, that's all I'm saying. Netflix is good. Yeah, and I just think people will give, get our special one day. I think people just don't give children like I don't know, it's weird to say children because a lot of these kids are like mature i mean these kids at this age like they could decide to become you know <clears throat> a trans you know trans man trans woman non-binary oh, okay. and stuff like that and you could respect and you 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 should and would respect their decision and respect them as an individual but at the same time you're saying here that we're like dave is just addressing them you know he's he's in the wrong because they're kids now so now they're innocent mm. and it's it's, it's 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 a weird conundrum i mean if, i hate to bring them up for the third straight week but it's it's kind of the same shit with like kyle rittenhouse I mean, I don't want to bring not up, yeah. not the same thing because he murdered people. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of mm. like what Gray I'm trying. Area. To, no, 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 not even not. Like what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of you know. Here he's a man, but here he's like an innocent kid. 
That's what and I meant by like, gray. They're trying to like, like pe- people are trying to pull it in each area where it would make sense to whatever their agenda is. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, people give these kids thing. I, I think like if an adult is addressing children, uh, he's not physic, you know, physically harming them or verbally abusing them and calling them out of his name. Like, I think it's it's fair game. I think, like I said, I, 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 just like Dave, I respect these kids for, for speaking their mind and having their opinions heard. But at the same time, I think Dave has, um, he should be afforded the opportunity to um, talk to these kids because I, at the end of the day, as we've said several times on this, he came from where they came from. So does that mean that, you know, when these kids are talking now, that if they become as successful or close to as successful as a Dave Chappelle at Dave's age, are their opinions now invalidated because, you know, they basically had the same life story as a Dave Chappelle? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. And it wasn't like uh, the whole the the beginning of this was like it was like, oh, oh, they didn't know that they were going to be having a um auditorium you know the whole uh you know whole thing with uh i don't know what are you going to say like the sage thing with uh dave chappelle so that's what when the parents were saying oh my child didn't know that they were going to be you know in in a dave chappelle uh q a or whatever the word you want to use when i was six and seven I went, I had no idea what was going on. I walked down the stairs, went into the, the cafeteria, and this guy took out his hand and he had like he had like no fingers and stuff. And he t- he told this whole story about how he like stopped like a bank robbery or something like that. And I'm like, I was like six years old. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, isn't that like I was like, I didn't know. I didn't tell my parents that like this guy just showed me like no fingers and stuff. It was like a weird like uh cop thing. And I was like, what? But it's like this whole thing is people that are like special and the parents are you know hovering over them yet they have the autonomy to speak to dave and respect their opinion and stuff what exactly what you were saying was one or the other i wanted to squeeze that in there because i always wanted to bring it up um but yeah but like i don't know what's the next step like why can't why can't uh, I don't know because Netflix is a you know major corp- major uh, conglomerate you know major whatever. What is what is the next step though with this? When we finish this off, like like you're gonna ban him? No, you can't ban him. No, but that shit ain't working because I think he did a show the other day in like Atlanta. Um, I like I think the arena where the Hawks play State Farm Arena. Phillips to me because when I was there it was Phillips um and people would like circle around the block like in hordes to see him so if he's canceled like clearly is or if they're trying to quote-unquote cancel him and just to you know explain remember my definition of cancel culture isn't people banning you it's the market it's the market dictating your necessity and clearly the market is not dictating that dave chappelle is going away anyway i uh yeah about earlier on i was gonna bring up your whole uh 
the whole can- when you brought up cancel culture, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up your whole thing. Yeah, but they, they saw, keep on talking. Show- no, Dave Chappelle did a show with Joe Rogan and uh, other people from like both sides, you know. So it's like, you know, and it was a sellout. This was like a month keep, ago. They keep saying uh, he's complaining about cancel culture, but he's complaining not about him being canceled. He's talking about cancel culture and its application, which is just mm-hmm. people going out of their way to make sure that you're not heard from again because they don't like you. And as I've stated before, a whole bunch of the, these times, especially, you know, in these things where people say they don't, you know, they don't like this in, in these situations where somebody says something that a certain group of people don't like. What happens is a lot of these people that like, join in don't even fuck with them to begin with. Like uh, the baby, it's like, yo, I am I don't like the baby's music anyways. I think all of his songs sound the same. And I don't like how he raps. Da, 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 da. Oh, gay people don't like him. Well, I don't really give a fuck about like L- LGBT rights and shit like that. But you know what? I hate the baby, so I'm gonna just pile in on this shit too. Like, and that's basically what it is. Mm. <laughs> that's it's crazy. Yeah, everything has to have like a you know, I hate to say the word agenda because it's like a weird, I don't know. That seems very um loaded. Um, but yeah, I think like everything becomes politicized and it's sometimes it's, it's just your taste. It's like, okay. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, I like, think some, I, you know. some, some people talk about cancel culture as like an idea, um, of like, oh, I'm gonna say this thing and they're going to cancel me. That's, that's the cancel culture that to me don't exist. But Dave, I think what he's complaining about is cancel culture as is be like, as an application where it's just like. We're trying to get you to fall. We're we're trying to, you know, exile you. And it's just, you know, if you see the results, it's just not working because he has fans, and a lot of these detractors don't mess with him, anyways. Um, and I know we've been going on and on about this, and yeah. I, I don't want to bring up like old shit, but we said it in in uh, well, I said it in the first one, and then we both said it in the, the second one, where we're just like. A lot of these people I were complaining didn't even watch because they don't like Dave Chappelle. When you see their arguments, it's like, okay, but did you hear about it? Like, did you watch this part? And it's like, no, I didn't watch any of it. Like you're basing your opinion off of somebody else's opinion rather than looking at it and then formulating your own opinion, formulating an opinion on your own. Like if I didn't watch like the closer at all, I would probably assume like, oh, Dave must have said something fucked up on there. But then when I watch it, I'm just like, no, nah, he's basically saying that there's a lot of white people in the LGBT community who are racist and bigoted and have their own prejudices, but basically piggyback the fact that people of color um, are a part of the community because, you know, you can't choose who you love and you can't choose what your gender is, you know, whatever you feel is what you are. And that's something that's universal, and it, does, it knows no color, it knows no race, it knows no religion. Um, but there's a lot of white people in the thing that have been very antagonist, uh, you know, very antagonizing towards black people and using their white privileges while being considered a um, a marginalized community. And I think that's what he was highlighting. And I think. You know, even when, you know, the, the, the thing people keep bringing up is like the J.K. Rowling thing, you know, and talking about turfs. And I think he was basically explaining 
why someone would feel that way about trans women, which is that, you know, like, the, the, you know, the, a lot of women take pride in being women and, and, and carrying the, the labors of being a woman. And, you know, for a segment right or wrong, they just don't appreciate, um, to a certain extent being appropriated. And that's why he talked about like the black, you know, when he's like, you know, it's like, you know, how black people feel about blackface. That's how turfs feel about thing. And he was just explaining that he got hell for that shit. But again, he said something I was like a, a pure driven fact. Like every single person that's on this planet had to be birthed through a woman, and that's a fact. And people people took that and and didn't like it. But just going back to what yeah. he said, I just I think it, like you know the question like you asked Mike like what's what's come what's gonna come of it what's gonna end um this I I I think I suggested the first time around I was just like. At some point, it's gonna be somebody else do something they don't like, and it's they're gonna, um, <clears throat> they're gonna focus on our person, and this is gonna be forgotten. But I feel like just the fact that Dave is Dave, and he's unapologetically so. I think one of his things is just I, 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 was something with title, something along the lines where it's like unapologetically Dave. I think I can't remember, but you know, mm-hmm. his whole persona is that just where he won't budge. I mean, going back to the special, he said it. He was like, you know, people were like, "Who, who the hell are you to tell us how to do our mo- movement?" And you know, he's like, "Well, you know, silly me. I'm just like the dude that walked away from one of the most successful TV series and fifty million dollars because I felt it wasn't right." You know. Uh, you know, I, I, what yeah. what do I know? You know, it's unbelievable. They didn't even know that. You know, they had fifty million dollars on the table. You left it on the table, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's just people need to read. They need to, you know, not open up the New York Times, but just open up. You know, just like read more. You know, I can look at one thing. You, could, hey, Shug, man, uh, Mike. Look at look at this real quick, and I you know look at the beginning, and I'm like, all right, I know what I'm talking about. Then I read more, and I'm like, oh shit, you know, I didn't know what I was talking about. Now I know. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you know, it's, it's basic. Uh, hey, it's called reading. I don't know. I, some people don't know how to read, so we can't we can't humiliate them. So yeah, it's all <laughs> just being open to having a dialogue. We used to we always said that, and we'll, we'll say it here where we're show. like we're too straight guys you know one white one black and i'm you know there's a lot of things we speak about that you know we probably don't know or interact with those communities like regularly regularly if at all but or not intimately we, enough but you know we're I mean. but we've said like you know we're open we have social media you go always hit us up and let us know you know where we're wrong and talk about it you know, we've always been open to that dialogue, but you know, that's a two-way street. You know, you can't just, oh, you're wrong about this, and then I'm like, well, you know, this this is what I think about that, and then not well, you're still wrong because you're just wrong, and I think that's the the place that things are at. I think 2022, we need an open seat for anyone who wants to join us, and we have a debate for one session. I'm telling you, if someone wants to join us, and that'll be fun. Well, that's 2022. You got to finish off the year, right? All right. Word of the week 
for episode 78 is going to go to Adele. And I just thought about this yesterday because I was on a train and I have my little playlist playing and, you know, I love my James Bond music. And it was funny because it popped up in like an R&B playlist, but, you know, like Adele's, like she's like for, for a white British chick, like she sings very like soulfully. So it popped up like amongst like Bryson Tiller and and um, Black and Chris Brown and a lot of the other artists like I listened to. And Skyfall popped up and, you know, I, I just, you know, last month, as we all know, I went and saw No Time to Die and I was just listening to that song and I just felt like the emotion of her singing and like it brought back like the emotions watching our movie and uh, it, it was just great and it just it made me think about how great like Adele is and I, I always said I was like damn I hope like when she did Skyfall like keep in mind she won the best original song Oscar for Skyfall um at the Oscars and I was just hope like I, I said it at the time because it was probably like the first great like no disrespect to the the people that came before her but it was like the first great james bond theme in like a long long time and i was just like yo if they could going forward can they make adele like the new shirley bassey where like shirley bassey she did um goldfinger she did diamonds of forever she did moonraker so she's the only one that did like more than one um she's the only one that did more than one um James Bond theme and I was just like it would be cool if like she did you know they did like they gave her like right to first refusal like if they went to to Adele and she was like no nah, I can't I can't do this one and then they went to somebody else that would be tough so no disrespect to Sam Smith and Billie Eilish but I feel like Adele could have did great but I'm giving her a word of the week because She's having a great week, which she deserves. Um, she dropped 30, which I haven't listened to yet, but I've heard good things. Uh, all of her albums are named after her age at the time, like she started recording it. So you got 19, 21, 25, and now 30. And yeah. she had a divorce from Simon Konecki, who she was with, and they had um a child. Um they decided to like co-parent so that's great and she entered a relationship with alleged um shady ass agent rich paul who as we know is uh currently a plaintiff in a lawsuit against um him for some shady uh agent work that he did with nick's um backup center in Orleans noel but they look happy and she's always been like a very humble person which i always like appreciated um mm. a lot of people are giving her shit because like she lost weight and it's like so that's her prerogative like if she wanted to stay you know a, you know a big voluptuous woman that's her decision but if she wanted to lose weight and felt like that was better a better lifestyle for her that's her choice you know body shaming goes both ways um and she's been very humble like you know she won a grammy that she went on stage and said like you know i think this award should have went to beyonce because if 
you know, if it wasn't for Beyonce, like I wouldn't have even been nominated for my music because I was so inspired by her. And I always used to wonder why, like, you know, artists don't like if they felt they don't deserve an award, why they can't just give it away. But I think like it's some kind of like legal thing, because even when um Marlon Brando won Best Actor and he declined it mm. and he sent up the Native American girl, like he's still listed as the winner of Best Actor. Uh, but she went up there and like her whole speech, I think it was like five minutes or something long and like a majority of it was just heaping praise on Beyonce and Beyonce was right there in a the row and she was talking directly to her and it, you you felt that like connection um and then I seen like a video the other day where she talked about how like one of her teachers she only had her for one year but our one year that she had like inspired her to um you know be herself and do the music thing and they brought out the teacher and she was so like like just just um she she was like fangirling over her teacher it was like a beautiful beautiful video and she was like do it like please like can i have like do you have a number like let me get your number so we can stay in contact like on on stage and she didn't do it like while looking at the cameras and so she said it straight to the girl and you know it was like i mean straight to her teacher i was like very genuine and um her and paul epworth you know that's her 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 like partner and in, in in the music thing and songwriting and production uh they did skyfall so he's he's got you know he's part of our oscar win and they're a super team they are magnificent i've always loved her music and appreciated her mu- music and right now like the only thing like i could think in her whole time and in, in the, the celebrity life i think the only and and in in fame that you could knock her on was that one photo of her like wearing like um a jamaican like bikini um, and it looked like carnival and people already forgot about that so that just speaks to how great adele um, is so again like i'm giving a water week to adele for having such a great week and i, I think she deserved it and that's a word of the week final thoughts mate what you got this week all right so earlier on i mentioned i went to survivor series i was just like talking about like very superficial things you know like uh it was on a whim and I went there and it was like, you know, people were like, you know, AEW and all But it's in Brooklyn and it was Sunday night. So I got back to my old stomping grounds. I haven't been to 42nd Street in a very long time. And it was, this, everyone knows in LA. What's that place in LA where there's a lot of homeless skid row? Yeah. The whole, everything was homeless people like, uh, and I was like, everything was closed. I went to one guy. I was like, you know, I'm walking by. I go, hey, is there a deli open? He, and he, he took his headphones off and he goes, can't get shit here. It's a pizza shop over here. So I'm like, okay. But like everyone was like asking for money and stuff. Like I have never seen that uh, anytime in Grand Central, like that area. It's very, very dire that we help uh, these people, like a lot of people who are just on the street and stuff. Um, I felt bad. I was like looking for a place to get a beer or whatever. And the guy goes, he had a kid a whole home there. And I'm like, he's like, you got anything? I walked by and I was like, I got nothing. And I had a dollar. And I woke back and I was like, I don't like that dick. I'm like, I found a dollar. But it was like, you know, and then I had one, one person walked by. It was like a, you know, it was like a, look at this pale face over here. Like, pulling their whole, like, and they had like wardrobe, like fur coats and stuff. And I'm like, damn, it's like, it's crazy. It was like dead silent. 
and I have never seen Manhattan like that. Midtown, 42nd Street. We have to figure this out because uh, this is the stories that my dad would tell me about how it used to be. Um, and then you had the whole broken windows thing where you, you pushed everyone out of there. You got to help these, you got to help everyone because a lot of these people are uh, bad, one, one bad time or mental health and stuff. But it's literally like 30 people on like a block. Um, I'm not sure if you've been down there after hours. Um, it's very important. It's very close to me, like homeless people, because you're always, you're this close. You're, you're this close. You're not, you're not better than anyone. You're this close to being there. So uh, besides that, uh, Dave Chappelle, my, my whole thing is open discourse is very important, no matter your age. Be 14 years old, talk to a superstar who came from nothing and became a star who came up through a very, very dysfunctional system that we're trying to dismantle in the last few years with Me Too and everything. He came up through that. Ask for his advice. Don't shun him. Dave Chappelle has answers for you. Uh, I don't, you know, that's all I'm saying. Um, well, we only had one topic, really. I think we talked a lot. I, th I thought it was very important that we uh, gave a lot of time to this because uh, uh, it's it was not a simple answer. Shug, your your uh, final thoughts. Yeah, man, totally agree with you on the uh, homeless situation. It's always really been like that. But me, like, I don't carry cash on me, like, ever. So I feel kind of, like, bad when I do. But then again, with, like, the crime rate now in New York, it's kind of crazy. Like, I just started using a train again. I'm like, shit. Like, I've seen more mm. crazy shit in, like, the last month riding the train than I had, like, the previous, like, 20-plus years I've been living here. Um, it's quiet because it's quiet but, you know who, who, but you know who knows you know maybe like the two go coincide hand in hand um with the dave thing as i said i think like we just need to have conversations i think he had a conversation with these kids and people are focused on the how and i think that's extremely unfair to him um you know how can you say like all right these kids are are so smart to be you know, engaging with him and, and voicing their displeasure with him. But at the same time, when he's, like, defending himself, where it's like, you know, this is where I'm coming from, you're like, nah, you don't have a right to do that. You know, I think it, it kind of, to, to me, it kind of um, discredits the children a little bit or or um, puts them down a little bit because, you know, now you're, you're um, throwing support behind them that they don't need, like, by that, I mean, like, they're speaking for themselves. You don't need to be defending them for having their opinion or defend them from Dave's response to their opinion. Like, they're going to be adults soon, and they're going to engage with people. And they need to have that ability to be heard, but at the same time, need to have that ability to open up a dialogue and discuss things and meet somewhere in the middle and find compromise and that was the issue that was the main issue i had you know when this thing was getting reported and um you know just over the weekend um somebody who was really somebody who's 
really special to me was um you know my aunt and her best friend growing up when i was a re- when i was a kid were like you know i lived with my dad for a time for a few years and you know my mom was back in st thomas and i was living in atlanta and during those years you know, both of them were like my mom, you know, were, were like my maternal figures and treated me as such and, you know, treated my cousin who passed away uh, eight years ago as their own children. And, you know, my aunt who we're not like blood related, but she's my aunt. Um, she treated both of us, you know, we, we, we were all family and, you know, they treated us well. And I was, you know, my, my cousin was high school age and I was like, I was like five or six years old. So they took care of us and, you know, she passed, you know, my, my cousin passed away um, tragically in a car accident, uh, back in 2013. And unfortunately, um, my aunt like she lost her son to um you know um suicide and that's why i've been talking about the last week where i've been saying you know people gotta understand like there's people here that love you even if you feel like you're not loved and it was very sad to me because um i didn't really get to grow up with him so i didn't really know him well i only remembered him as a kid and obviously he grew from that and had his own um had his own troubles and his his own problems to deal with and the thing that really sad to me is that now that um a lot of these people my father my aunt um and my, my other aunt like and um their friends they've seen people basically be born and die within their lifetime. And I don't think the elders should be burying our kids. So even if I'm not living for me, I'm living for them. And I, I don't, I don't want to, um, I wouldn't want to leave anybody without pain or hurt. So that's why I've been saying, and I will continue to say, please remember that you are loved by somebody there's somebody who will miss you if you were gone so please take care of yourself seek help talk it out talk to somebody um as far as the show goes you know every week we're gonna try to do this i'm gonna try to make sure uh every monday we could do it um and everything gets done and we have stuff coming out on the youtube channel i'm gonna work on that and keep stuff coming out but check out all the stuff we got a lot of great videos um check out our john hughes it's it's right um a lot of it covers holiday movies and it's right in between all this so check those out and this has been episode 78 of shug me the mooney shug me the mooney shug me the mooney